Hey, peoples, welcome to another episode of Rock the Boat OKC, where we talk to people who are unafraid to do things differently and rock the boat in their own lives. Today on our episode, we have Chris Morgan, who is the founder of Flags for Vet, made by a vet. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's a pleasure. So what is flags for a vet made by a vet? It is. I build wooden American flags and I send them to veterans all over the United States free of charge. That is very, very cool. I've obviously known you for a while. I've been following you on Facebook and there's some incredible stories on there. So I guess, but first we should start with yours. Like how did you even get into doing this? Yes. Well, uh, I was in the air force, uh, right at seven years. Um, I was over in Saudi Arabia and I fell and hit my head and they misdiagnosed me. They just said I had a mild concussion, but I actually had a brain bleed that they didn't detect. And, mm-hmm. uh, after that head injury, I developed epilepsy and migraines. And of course I got medically discharged due to it. Uh, spent about 10 years in depression and, um, fighting the inner demons that uh, all veterans face. And of course, mine were a little bit more difficult because I was averaging seven to 10 seizures a week. Dang. And uh, it was very uh, depressing to go through it and to see my family and my kids deal with it. And uh, there was one stage that I didn't leave my house for three years. Wow. Um, I was scared to go to my son's little league football games and, and everything. And so I just, I'm one of them stories that, you hear a lot of veterans have problems coming mm-hmm. out of the service. And I had one of those and, uh, finding woodworking it just by chance, it changed my life and it's changing other veterans lives as well. So we'll awesome. get more into that in a little bit. Okay, It's <laughs> great. So, I mean, you found woodworking, that's great, but then you started making flags. And yeah. Stuff, so, so, so the way it pretty much started was my grandfather passed away and, uh, he was really big into woodworking and I watched him all the time growing up. I never did anything with him. I just watched him, and, um, it was our time together mm-hmm. and fishing of course. But, uh, when he passed, I told the family, I said, I want all the woodworking stuff. And they kind of like, Chris, you've never done anything with us. I want to eventually. I just, I want that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got everything. I drove to Kentucky, picked it all up, brought it home. And it actually sat in my garage for about six, seven years. And uh, I w- recently divorced and found myself sitting in the recliner with the TV on, but I was just staring at my walls. Mm-hmm. And I, I I knew depression was coming back. And uh, looking at my walls, I was like, you know, I've always won a wooden American flag on my wall. And uh, so I got on Amazon and Google and I saw how expensive they were. And I was like, no, I (laughs) I can't afford that. And I said, but Poppy, I have all of his stuff out in my garage. Why don't I just go out there and try and throw one together and see what happens? And it took me a day and a half to uh, to make the flag. And I I cut all the stars out by hand using a Dremel tool. And that takes about 12 hours in in itself. And um. But I realized when I was working on this flag that I wasn't thinking about the depression. I wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. anxiety or or any of the, the divorce, nothing. It was I was making a flag to the best of my ability, and that's all I was thinking about. Made that flag, and um, a veteran friend of mine came home from Iraq after his fourth tour, and he wanted to go golfing. 
And uh, we were out on the golf course playing. I was telling him about this flag. And and he was like, no way, Morgan. There's no way you made a flag. <laughs> and so after we got done golf, we went back to my house to have a couple beers in the garage. And, and I showed him the flag. And he was just blown away by it. He's like, man, this is freaking amazing. You did awesome, man. And uh, seeing the, the look in his eye and how – and he had even said, hey, man, when you get a chance, can you make me one? <laughs> and – by the end of the conversation, I, I said, James, you know what? I, I didn't think about the depression or anything when I was making that. I got extra wood. I'm going to make me another one. You take this one. And I've known him about four years mm-hmm. and never really truly seen him smile. Wow. And his face lit up. And that's when I knew, oh, man, I can make, I can continue to make these, send them to vets all over the country. Hopefully, I can hand deliver them to veterans and because you never know what kind of you're going to get stories you're going to get tears you're going to get smiles you're you never know what you're going to get and that's the most important part and the funnest part about the whole the whole thing so that's pretty much where it started and Mm -hmm. um, I've since upgraded my shop a little bit but I still have my poppy's tools (laughs) and storage but of course way outdated and so forth but uh, I'll always have those in memory of him and I I brought you a challenge coin here. I just had one redesigned, and on the back of that coin, I put a red heart with my grandfather's initials on there because he he's the one that got me to do this. Uh, he he talked me through it, so uh, I know he's up there. I know he's happy about where I am in life and uh, and things that I'm doing for the veteran community, and, and I just love doing it. That is so cool. So, so I am blown away. You, you had no, I mean, aside from watching, you had no previous woodworking experience. None whatsoever. None. Google and YouTube was my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I, I did, I did, I spent uh, probably three or four nights in that recliner just watching YouTube videos. And uh, the gentleman that I learned from is a guy out of North Carolina. He's a, He's a cop and he builds these uh, on the side job Mm. and uh, sells them at flea markets and whatnot. But he had tutorials on there and his name's the Furminator. (laughs) And legitimately, I watched every one of his episodes and I learned from him and we're friends now on Facebook and we keep in contact all the time. And he loves to hear my story and loves watching it grow and Mm -hmm. and everything. So it's it's fun. Right. That is definitely a uh, testament to, you know, excuses where I don't know how. Well, here you go. Here's an example. Yes. (laughs) You have literally no excuse. Exactly. Yes. There's everything is on YouTube. You can find anything you need to learn. Anything. Yes. On YouTube. So that's very cool. Yes. So. You have changed vets' lives besides your own. Tell yes. us a little more about that. Yeah, so um, I started doing it and um, just doing it locally, and um, I, it got so. I mean, my waiting list was a hundred deep at one point. Oh wow! And it, I just, I was getting a little overwhelmed, and um, a lot of it was. And this is the really sad part about my story, if there is a, a sad part that. Um, started giving these flags to local vets and it was just a regular wooden American flag. And then I started seeing them on Facebook marketplace and, <gasps> oh, no. and Craigslist back then. And I was like, 
I, I was heartbroken that mm. that somebody would do this. So uh, since then, I've changed it up a little bit. Now, um, I request that a vet be nominated by okay. someone. So that way the vet does not know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing is you get a totally different – when the vet knows it's coming – you don't really get the true feeling right it's, when they get the flag home and they hang it on the wall, they're going to have their moment. Mm-hmm. But um, when they know it's coming, it's different. So now I'm having nominations and um, I add them to the list as need be. Mm-hmm. Um, a very minimal, uh, I'm sorry, back to that. It's also on the flag. So what I'll do is I'll in the branch or in the union area, I'll put their branch of service. And then on the bottom red line, I'll cut in their name and rank and years that they serve. Oh, wow. So, of course, they don't, they don't want to ever get rid of that. No, it's going to yeah. stay with the family. It's going to be handed down for years to come and so forth. So, um, but one really big, big one was my first World War II vet. Oh, wow. Oh, he cried and cried. And the news was actually supposed to be there. KFOR, they were coming out to do the story, but there was some bad weather that mm. uh, overtook our time slot. But that's okay. It, media didn't have to be there because, right. I, I mean, we we had a little friend of mine, Maddox Ross, um, which he is the one that really made my program explode. Uh, he was 14 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And he heard about my story in the flag program and he reached out to KFOR and uh, they did a pay it forward segment on me. Oh, at, nice. Uh, that was at like flag number 42, 47, somewhere around in there. Um, and that was just two and a half years ago. Oh, wow. And to think. And now, I mean, I let the cat out of the bag. I'm, I just hit flag number 900 today. Wow. In three years. That's awesome. That's so so many flags. (laughs) It is. It is. So shout out to Maddox Ross, though. Um, Him taking my story to KFOR and that it went viral online and Mm -hmm. um, all throughout the United States. And my flag program just exploded, exploded. And then uh, Good Morning America reached out to me and I did a segment on them. Oh, wow. Um, that was called Thriver Thursday with uh, Robin Roberts. Mm-hmm. And I got to make her a flag in uh, memory of her um, father. And uh, also I did pink stripes on it for her uh, beaten breast cancer. Oh, that's so cool. And, uh, I believe she had bone marrow or blood cancer as well, as well that, that she beat. So, Amazing, amazing lady. And yeah. uh, I'll never forget her speech. Matter of fact, um, on the SB Awards, if you ever get the chance, Google or go to YouTube and do the Robin Roberts SB speech. And it, yeah. it's very moving. So oh. I remember watching it that night. So that's one thing that I brought up to her when I talked to her was that <laughs> that speech is amazing. Very so. cool. So you've made, I mean, 900 flags in that short time. That's basically like almost a flag a day. Yes. That's a lot. Yes. Yes. I hit, uh, in the first year I made 105 flags. Um, now mind you, this was all by hand cutting them out each star. I mean, each 50 star union took about 12 hours Mm -hmm. by hand. And, um, a gentleman, I was down in Baton Rouge at a golf event with folds of honor. And I took some flags down there that I hand cut the folds of honor logo in and uh, there's a Marine vet down there that is very successful now. He's got several different businesses. And and he approached me and he said, man, what you're doing is amazing. What what can I do to help? I said, man, I, 
I really don't know. I said, the only thing I can think of would be a machine to help me cut the stars out. And uh, he goes, yeah, they make those. They're CNC machines. And I was like, what in the world is CNC? <laughs> I knew nothing, knew nothing about it. And and he said, you know, just um, do some research at these CNCs, get in some flag making program uh, groups on Facebook and and see if there's a way that I can help. And so I started looking at them and it, they're like $6,000. Mm. And I was like, there's, there's no, no way, way. Yeah. no way. And at that time, what I was doing is I was making uh, four free flags and then I'd sell one and that would help offset the material cost okay. for the next four free flags. Mm-hmm. So every penny that I made off the flag program was going right, right back in. And I, there was no way I was going to be able to raise 6000 Right. So I, I emailed them and said, man, I really appreciate what you're doing, but it's six grand. I just, I, I can't justify that. And he goes, okay, no problem. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. And, uh, he called me the next day and he said, well, are you having a good day? And I said, yeah, I'm just out here working on flags. And, and he goes, well, keep an eye on your front door. Cause in seven days, that machine's going to be there. Oh, wow. Yes. That's so, so he awesome. donated that machine and that changed the flag program drastically. Now I can cut a flag out the stars, um, in about 20 minutes as oh, opposed wow. to 12 hours. So, oh my God. Yes. So, <laughs> but I'm, insane. I'm very limited in the space. I, I'm just doing this out of my two car garage right mm-hmm. now. And, um, so as of right now, I really only have glue stations for four flags a day. Mm. So, um, but knock on wood, there's a, a house that I've located up in Guthrie and, uh, it's already got a 20 by 30 shop on it. Um, oh, nice. there's a company out of, uh, Blanchard called legacy steel, steel buildings. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kelly Ford. He is an amazing gentleman. He's been a huge supporter of mine. Uh, I'm not a nonprofit yet. Mm-hmm. And this guy just keeps donating me money whenever I need wood or whenever I need anything. He's like, here it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll write you a check. And um, I'm always like, Bobby, I'm sorry. Uh, um, Kelly, I said, I'm sorry, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have a 501c3, so I don't have a tax letter to give you. And he goes, I, I don't need a tax letter. Right. I believe in you and I believe in your program. And this is why I'm doing it. And uh, he shocked me about six months ago. We were out at John Daly's um, golf tournament in Arkansas and uh, him and his wife and son were out there with me. And And he goes, you know what? When you find a new house, I want to build you a steel building for your shop. Oh, wow. And uh, so over the months we've talked and uh, he's donating a 50 by 60 shop. Uh, we got the concrete donated and everything, but uh, like I said, this house house in Guthrie, it's already got a twenty by thirty shop, and uh, he said, "I don't care. I still want to build this fifty by sixty. We'll just attach it to that. That twenty by thirty will be you, your whatever, Shit. and then the new shop <laughs> is going to be." Flags for Vets made by a vet program. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yes. So long-term goal is I've already got a couple vets um, that are disabled vets that are looking for stuff to do. And they come over and help me prep wood and gives them something to do. 
get them out of the house and, and so forth. And, um, one of them has really taken off on the program and he's really picked up quick on it. And, um, so I'm in the process now of raising some funds to get him his own CNC machine. Oh, wow. And, uh, so ideally with this new shop, what I'm going to do is I'll have my CNC there. And then the one that we're raising funds for, for Chris's CNC. We're going to put both of those in there. It's a lot closer for him. And then we're going to hold like monthly workshops and bring other vets out to learn every aspect of it. Um, hopefully it'll change their life. Like it's changed mine. It's yeah. changing Chris's. And um, ideally I want to get these all over the United States. I want to have chapters just like some really big nonprofits already are. They have their own chapters. And, and if we can find some woodworkers, wherever it may be, Tennessee, that um, maybe we grow enough to where we can build our own chapter out there and then they can hold workshops and bring in local vets and so forth. And so I think it's going to be a very, very big thing. Um, It's already big in my mind. Right. Right. uh, To be flag number 900. And another thing with the numbers is how I told you I would build one flag and it would provide four for free. Mm -hmm. And um, now uh, I've, I've hit 900 and donated flags of 550. So 450 of those are 350 of those are, um, ones that I've sold. Right. So my, my numbers are still every pen. I still don't make a dime doing it. I don't yeah. want to make a dime. Um, I just, I, I love to give back and it's, there's no bigger reward than you get a smile or a tear or whatever from that vet when you shock them with what, what they're getting. Yeah, I bet. That's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing how far you've come in such a short amount of time. It is. But I, I've done it with a lot of help, a lot right. of supporters and a lot of people that believe in me. And um, there for the longest time, I didn't believe in myself. Yeah. And now here it is. I have 10 to 20 people that truly believe in me and the person that I am. And so I couldn't do it without support. From, yeah. from other people. Yeah, we were actually talking about that earlier uh, with another guest of mine. Um, it's easy to get frustrated with people because you hear so much of the negative, but there's actually so many good people out there who are just just want to help. Yes. Just want to do their part and don't care that you're not a 501c3 and take my money and do good things with it. Yes. You know? So that's extreme. I think we underestimate how necessary other people are to our journey. Yes. You know, I mean, we, it's America, it's the rugged individual. It's, you know, you do it on your own, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and all that stuff. And yet I know, I mean, for me and obviously for you and pretty much everybody, there's always other people involved in making your journey work. Absolutely. There are 100% a community effort. Yes. So absolutely. And there's been some, some businesses that I've uh, approached and um, a lot of them are like, sorry, you're not a 501 C three. We we just, we can't help you. And um, home Depot and Lowe's, for instance, you know, looking for grants. And if you were a 501 C three, we could. And, so that's why I'm going ahead and going with the paperwork and um, getting that program up and going. And um, I, 
a little nervous about it because I have a feeling it's going to really explode very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to keep it, keep it on the down low or keep it, keep it low mm-hmm. starting out. Um, but my numbers are, are crazy. The first two years, my total expenses were $10,000 a year. And that's all the materials. That's all the paint, the staples, the everything. $10,000 is nothing to a lot of companies. A yeah. Lot of, like Lowe's or Home Depot. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. That That's dimes, pennies to them. And, right. um, that's like less but it's than a huge day. for me. It, right. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. So I, at Christmas time, matter of, I had a company in Jacksonville, Florida reach out to me and, and they bought, I believe it was 27 flags. And, um, I was talking to the gentleman. I was like, well, I'll cut you a deal since you're buying so many. And he goes, I don't want a deal. I want you to charge me full price and oh, wow. and shipping. They paid for all the shipping of them and everything. And they were medium flags. So mm-hmm. they were, I, I, I made a lot of free flags out of those. Um, um, but uh, that's, uh, I need more of those. And mm-hmm. I know I'll get more of those when I have the 501c3. Right. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that's really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like there's a really good chance you're going to outstrip your ability. I mean, like your equipment and the people yes. and all of that. Yes. <laughs> so you might have to ramp up a little faster. Yes, exactly. And that wanting. that's what I'm, I'm hoping to do so when I, I get this new house and I think I'm about two, maybe three weeks out from that. And I know once I get in there, um, I'll be able to have more people over because right, like I said, right now I'm just doing it in the two car garage right. and there's just not much room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can definitely have one person over with, but two, it, it gets crowded. So there's right. so much machinery in there and it's set up like in a big circle. So it, um, but when I have a shop, it's everything's going to be wide open. I, I I'm hoping to have ten to twenty out there and nice. um, provide lunch. You know, bring some pizzas in or whatever, and definitely want to have a fire pit out next to the shop. So once we're done working, we can go out there to the fire pit and just sit and yeah. and talk because that's the most important thing with vets is sitting and talking to other vets, and uh, um, it's very therapeutic for them. Yeah, so. sure. I've I've heard that um that's like one of the things that vets miss the most when they come home. Even if they don't have injuries or, you know, whatever, it's just the camaraderie. Yes. There's yes. And you're okay. you're used to the military and you're used to being told where to be at yeah. what time, what to wear. I mean, uh, everything. Your your life is being told what to do 24/7 right. and then all of a sudden that's gone. So it's a, it's a little different, different life. Yeah. I bet (laughs) I couldn't personally do that. I don't like being told what to do. I'd have been kicked out like first day into boot camp. (laughs) That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. I, I, I needed it so bad. And the Air Force really did turn me into a man. It was, uh. Uh, very much needed. And I didn't think I would get past basic. I really didn't. Really? But, uh, I never got yelled at once in basic. Oh, I got wow. there and I was like, I, I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a Airman McDonald. I will never forget him. <laughs> God bless him. He, uh, he always got us in trouble. Always. Uh, and it didn't matter. It 
the TIs just knew Airman McDonald. If if they want to yell, we need to go to Airman McDonald. And I'll never forget one day we were having uh, inspections and uh, of our um, clothing and everything. And in the Air Force, we had our stuff dry cleaned. Yes, we didn't do the our own laundry. <laughs> But when we got our laundry back from the dry cleaners, we had to get all the frays off of it and button all the buttons up. And it was had to be perfect in there. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, they got over to Airman McDonald, everybody, and everybody passed. Airman McDonald was last. And I will never forget the T.I. screaming, why isn't a single button buttoned Airman McDonald? And I quote. <laughs> Sorry, sir. They were camouflaged. I didn't see them. <laughs> I will never in my life forget those words. Airman McDonald. <laughs> yeah. So we paid and paid all oh, the push-ups, the running we did. Oh. <laughs> they didn't Poor think it God. was funny. No, they oh, did. Well, I'm sure they did after the right, fact, right. but they couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't break character for sure. But yeah, we. It, it was something else. I'll never forget that. That's yeah, they're camouflaged. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, I'd really like to know where he went in his career. He was very, very smart. Just, um, yeah, I, I would love to know where he is. You'll have to search him on Facebook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Um, God, I had a question and uh -oh. I didn't write it down. And I forgot <laughs> it. I'm sure I'll come back to it eventually. So, um, what is like, you talked about the best part is the stories and the tears and the happiness and all the things that you see. What's the hardest part? Um, you know, I, I would probably say the, my phone nonstop during the day mm. is always, always going. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but I guess the hardest thing is I'm dating someone now. Um, we've been dating now little, we're right at four months and she goes to bed very early. She gets up super early mm -hmm. uh, to, to be at work at six. Yeah. And usually I was going to bed at six. Oh. So I think that because of the fact that between like 9 PM and 5 AM, my phone does nothing. And mm -hmm. so I can concentrate. I can sit out there oh, and work yeah, and not sense. have any disturbances or nothing. And so I think that would be my biggest change or um, problem is the fact that really, really late night. Uh, I've always been a night owl, but um, I do get the best work done in the middle of the night, but I need to change that up. So I, it, it's funny, like when the VA calls, we need to schedule an appointment. What time do you want? Uh, afternoon. You know, I'm not, I've never been a morning person or, right. or anything, but, um, I feel you. Yeah. So I, I typically, I'm, I'm trying to wind it down, but, uh, dating now I'm kind of, I'm trying to devote some time to her as well. And it's extremely difficult to do when I've been doing this for three years. And, uh, but then again, she's making it easy because she's like, you know, let's just pick one night. Yeah. One night and let, let's do date night. And, and, um, so it works out. It works out. She'll go to bed or whatever. I'll go in there and tuck her in and then I'll get back out to the garage and work. And, yeah. but I'm always hesitant when I go to bed. I'm like, Oh, am I going to wake her up? And I always do because she wants that kiss good night again. But, um, 
Yeah. Aww. Every every night I go in there, I'm like, oh, try not to wake her up, but it happens. <laughs> well, so. presumably eventually she'll get used to it and she'll be like, what, you came to bed? Okay, whatever. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's very so, cool. It's been great. It's been great. So Things are just really going well, but... You have had a couple of setbacks over the last couple of years because <sighs> you fell again. Yes. Or I guess you, you passed out. I Yeah, they're still not sure. I was down in Baton Rouge at another golf event down there for Folds of Honor. And um, we went golfing that day and we played a practice round with the sponsor. And we went to went out to dinner and after dinner, we decided to go to the local casino that had a bar inside of it that had a local band playing that was really good. So we had decided, hey, let's all go. Let's all go meet there. And there was probably 15 of us there. And um, I was with four vets. Uh, I'm sorry, three vets. There was four of us total. Uh, two of them were combat um combat vets uh, both of them i'm sorry one had a purple heart and uh so i knew i was in great company or whatnot but just out of nowhere um we were standing at at the bar kind of facing the band and my buddy said i looked over at him and asked if we were leaving soon and he said my eyes were rolled back in my head it was my mm-hmm. eyes were just white and i just did the nest plunge and went straight back and landed on my head and you know where the bars are and the waitresses go in and out. There's mm-hmm. that opening. Mm-hmm. It just so happened. That's where I fell back was that opening. And I went right back onto the concrete oh, behind the bar. Gosh. And, um, yeah, they ambulanced me, um, down to Baton Rouge hospital. And I spent three days in ICU there with another brain bleed. And, uh, it was on the back Back of my head near my brain stem. And they said it was pretty severe. Uh, but after three days, they sent me back to uh, told me I could come home. But I needed to go right to the hospital and get an MRI to see where this because uh, it, it may move. And oh. it did. It separated on the way home. And uh, that's when I lost all sense of taste and smell on the way home. The Some of the blood came up to the front of my uh, head and killed my taste or smell. Mm. So, um, yeah, and then I, I got contacted actually by Greg Conradi from Oklahoma Oasis Hyperbarics, and he learned about my story and everything. And he, he said, you know, have you ever thought about hyperbaric chamber diving? Maybe it'll help you. And I never even heard of it. Yeah. Nothing. I said, I'll, I'll come up and you can entertain me. You know, I, nothing's going to make it worse. Right. And, Hopefully. uh, <laughs> I had to get a doctor's note and that's the VA did not allow it. And they were like, sorry, we, we don't, it's kind of like chiropractor at the time, you know, oh, we, yeah. we don't, we don't do that. You gotta, we don't recognize that as an actual medical. Yeah. We don't have it. We don't do it. Yeah. And, um, so I had to go to a civilian doctor and he, he ended up writing me a prescription per se for it for 40 dives. And, um, the VA was saying that the brain bleed was so bad that it was probably going to take about 12 months, uh, maybe even 16 months for the brain bleed to reabsorb back into my body. Uh, they take quite a bit of time. And um, I'll never forget that because after nine weeks, I went back to the to do a, a brain scan to see where the brain bleed was. And, and it was gone. Oh, 
And it wow. was I was at 21 hyperbaric chamber dives at that time. So I was halfway through. And that's the only thing that I can think of that um, mm. that helped me. And so I became a voice for them a little bit yeah. and, and helping vets. And I went down to the state Capitol and I talked to them. We're trying to get a bill passed and try to get these hyperbarics and in, into the hands of the VA hospitals and even oh, wow. active duty. I mean, if they can take a, a two person or even a one person chamber over to these war zones and uh, anytime an ID goes off or whatever, send these guys in that have a, uh, um, concussions or, or whatnot mm-hmm. from the um, bomb concussions, you know, there's so right. much that maybe it would change their life. Like it did mine, uh, you know, um, it's, it's crazy to think. So hopefully that happens. Um, I'm not going to give up on that. And anytime they need me to speak, I do. And, mm-hmm. uh, I can't imagine where I'd be today if I, I mean, I, it was bad. I was, yeah, no, I, remember. I was really bad off after that. Yeah. And, uh, it was almost like I'd had a stroke. It was, everything was off my voice, mm. my, my everything. But, um, yeah, the hyperbaric was definitely life-changing. That's very cool. And I think, I think I recall seeing on Facebook that you are actually starting to get your smell I, and taste back. I am. Yay! I am. And of all <laughs> things, it was, uh, after that, I, started having issues with my nose and sinuses and the VA had me come in and do a sinus clean out. And, um, I had a real bad deviated septum and they fixed that. And like two weeks after, once I could blow my nose, finally, <laughs> after that surgery, uh, I'll, I don't know if I'll ever do that surgery again, but well, two weeks after, <laughs> yes. And my nose bled for 12 days. 12 days straight after that surgery. Wow. It was just, and I don't do good with blood, let alone when it's my own. <laughs> it's bad. But anyways, uh, at two weeks, I could blow my nose and I blew my nose and I'll be dang if it didn't bring my smell and taste back. Oh, wow. So we don't know if it was the sinuses all from the get go and the the, the brain just... bleed, everything worked together. We don't know. Oh, wow. We don't know. You're a medical so, mystery. Yes. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. But it's great. Yeah. But now I just see my waistline getting bigger and bigger because <laughs> I can taste food now. Right. So. Yes. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. I mean, like it would suck to not be able to smell or taste your food, but it, it would suck yeah. even more because, I mean, you can't enjoy I'm like, you might as well eat the really healthy and That's stuff, what all my friends cause... were saying. I was like, I can't. I like cabbage and stuff. Um, what was it? Brussels sprouts. I'm like, no <laughs> way am I going to eat this healthy stuff because the, no, that's the one thing that I'll taste. And I'll be like, nasty. <laughs> uh, no, no, but I did lose a lot of weight just because I, I mean, I had to set an alarm on my phone to remind me to eat because oh, wow. you never get hungry. You just, you never smell food to make you hungry. And, huh. um, and I was dealing with a lot of migraines then because I'd wait too long to eat oh, and it, it would trigger yeah. a migraine. And, so finally I started setting an alarm on my phone and um, so forth. But now, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, my daughter, she always cracked up when I couldn't smell her taste. When we went to McDonald's. I'd always ask for ketchup or um, hot mustard to dip my fries in. And she's like, Dad, why do you do that? You can't taste it. I'm like, well, it's habit. Right. I've it's been habit. doing this and it's for like, yes. all and these it's years. Just, I, I have to have it. You right. know, it's uh, the meal's not right if I don't have that. And <laughs> um, 
but now it's now it's difficult. I mean, I can walk out of this uh, building here today and I can smell chilies down the street or, and that immediately makes me hungry. Oh no. So it's, uh, it's good. I'll have to diet here in a little while, but I'm uh, going to wait. I'm right. going to wait cause I'm enjoying Enjoy, it. Right uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have yourself a few good steaks. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Sure. So obviously you're uh, bigger now than you were when you started and so people know who you are and the word is out there, but like. In more ways than one. Now we're talking about size. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you first yes. got started and you were making these to give away, like how did you get the funding for that? It was just, um, I had a little bit of scrap wood in the house um, that I played with. And, and that's how I built the first flag. And then I reached out to a lumber yard. I, of course I was going to home Depot first and that just, the wood is so crazy expensive oh, yeah, I'm sure. and I just knew I couldn't do it that way. So I reached out to a lumber yard over near the fairgrounds lumber shed on Northwest 10th and they, they're not giving me my wood, mm-hmm. but they've discounted it drastically. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I pay what they pay right? and that's just unheard of. Um, so they've really helped out the program. So I I can produce more flags um, with the materials that they give me. Now, there's a little bit more prep work that comes with those. Um, and that is uh, because it's not as good quality wood. But um, that's why I'm hoping to have these veteran workshops to have some vets come out and help me prep the wood. That's the longest, that the most time-consuming process of it is uh, getting the wood ready to cut into strips and whatnot. All my flags are, they're cut into separate 13 strips and individually stained and individually burnt. And the only thing that's different is the union. The union, now I buy the wood at Home Depot or Lowe's and um, I look for the stuff that's marked down, of course. And Mm -hmm. there's just very time consuming on uh, shopping wise and whatnot. But um, yeah. that that's the only way that I've been able to do it is to look for these deals and, and right. so forth. So, so are you getting a lot of donations in? No. Oh, you're not. No, very, very rarely. Very rarely. Like why? <laughs> uh, but a lot of it is because I'm not a 501 C three. So oh. I have, I have two people, uh, Kelly Ford with legacy steel buildings and, um, Teresa and guy prior, um, they are here local. They're a band here locally called the Stars Band, and they do a lot of fundraising for me. Oh, okay. So those two local individuals help donate a lot. That's cool. So um, I did set up a Patreon account. It's uh, patreon.com backslash flags for vets made by a vet. That's where people can go in and become a patron and submit a monthly payment. And it just comes directly out of their checking or credit card or whatever. If it's $2 a month or $20 a month, um, they never have to write me a check. They never have to do anything. And it It just becomes one of those, like, like a Netflix subscription where you're paying it or a gym membership and you don't even think about it. You don't (laughs) don't even know that it's coming out. But in this case, you're actually supporting a good cause. Yes, absolutely. So, So, and to think about that at $5, if, if, I think I have like 3,700 likes on Facebook uh, on my page now. If if a third of those donated $5 a day, 
or five dollars a month, that would be five thousand dollars a month. Wow, roughly. So, I mean, uh, it very, very minute amount. But I don't. I'm not saying I need five thousand by any means. Um, but four sodas, three sodas a month. Uh, right. You know. Yeah. And, like five dollars a month is nothing. No. No. So, and the free flags for the veterans that I make, they're smalls and they're thirteen by twenty four and a half. Uh, they take me, each one takes me total with staining and gluing and everything, minus the gluing time of 12 hours. Um, they take me about three to four hours worth of work. Um, and then the 12 hours to dry overnight um, and seal them and whatnot. So let, let's say four hours a, a flag and material wise is only about 20 $22 and mm-hmm. 22 number really stands out to me because 22 vets kill themselves every single day. Right. And, uh, I was almost one of those at one point in my life. So, uh, but anyways, where we come down to the, let's say $22 a flag is material costs that, that don't include the time, but my time is, I, I believe 100% donated. And, um, so if someone were to donate $5 a month, that's one quarter of a free flag for a vet. So if I just get four people to donate $5 a month, that provides a free flag. So, so okay, I follow you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And granted, you know, Facebook, you don't necessarily see everything that everybody posts. But right. I don't remember you ever posting that on Facebook. The Patreon. The Patreon and the breaking it down, all that stuff. Have you ever? Every year. Yes. Every year at the first of the year, I do all my numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, Every single dime that comes in, whether it be donation or um, a lot of people will. uh, This is a good thing about the program is the smalls. I I was selling for 120 uh, and that would be $100 profit for the flags program per flag that I sold. Mm -hmm. But COVID, all the prices of everything has gone up. The the wood is almost doubled now. Wow. Um, So I've raised my, my small flags that are 13 by 24 now are $150. Um, My material cost now for a flag is about 35 to $40 each. So Mm -hmm. I'm still at a very high profit margin. 90% 90% of the time when I send, if somebody purchases a flag for $150, um, I'll mail it to them or send it to them or whatnot. And they'll write me a check for 200. They're oh, like, nice. you're way underselling these flags. Right. It, Handmade it's, stuff. Man. Yes. It's, it's beautiful. And we want to pay it forward and send you a little bit extra. So that happens a lot that I yeah. do get a lot of donations that way. But if I could just get, you know, some more Patreons or whatnot, and, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is they're not going to miss $5 a month. They're no, not going to miss. Sure. I mean, Netflix is what, fourteen ninety nine right. now, or, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. But think if you donated $15 a month, you're almost providing one flag for a vet. Right. You know. So my suggestion, because I'm an expert in all these things, <laughs> would be to like regularly, at least once a month, post that on Facebook. Hey, Patreon subscribers, $15 a month does this, $5 a month does this, you know, do the thing. Yes. Like, 
hello, fundraise on your own behalf. <laughs> yes, I will. I will start doing I that. Had, and I, I had no idea you had a Patreon. Yes. Will, and that's the hardest yeah. thing about me as a person is I hate asking for anything. Everybody I, hates asking for yes, anything. Yes, I hate it. Hate it. Um, but I know that's going to change with the 501c3 because I I, I know I'm going to have to, mm-hmm. to knock on doors and get things figured out on that. But um, I just – I hate asking for money. But, but yes. It, I mean because you post a lot. I do. So it's not like that's all you ever post and that's – you're not even face to face asking anybody for money. It's on your face. So it's like easy. You just schedule it like every Thursday or whatever. Yes. That is a good idea. And you should, that is, I think right now I've had, I've had Patreon, uh, I think two years. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? No. And I have, I think, I think I bring in $67 a month off of it. That is shameful. Yes. And I know, 25 of it's my mother. (laughs) As it should be. You're right. (laughs) But yeah, no, you need to get that information out there. And as much as I would like to say, talking about it on this show will just make all the difference. We're a baby show. We don't have too many listeners yet. Yet. But, um, you, so you'd probably get more traction with that if you posted it on your Facebook with your 1,300 likes or 3,000 likes. I think 3,000, 3,700 or 3,800, I think. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Put that out there. Because. Yeah, you should do that. Yes. But not to like just beat you on that. Yes, I will. (laughs) I will take you up on that. Matter of fact, I'll do it tonight. Sweet. (laughs) All right. I'm going to hold you to it. Yes. If I don't see it tomorrow, I'll be like, hey. Yeah. And okay. So word out there to Toby. Make sure he does this. (laughs) Toby's a girlfriend. (laughs) Yes. She's amazing one too. Yeah. So. So then, um. Do you come up with these designs on your own? I mean, obviously the flag, like I, I do. Um, for the most part, I mean, a lot of them I, I see online or other people making, and it brings an idea. Oh, I can do this. I can oh, do that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for instance, this cross that I brought in here for you, uh, a crazy thing. I was watching a guy on YouTube that makes flags, and uh, I saw. I think it said something like "Quit wasting wood." And um, so I watched the video. All of this wood and this cross is wood that I've thrown out for three years. <gasps> it's all scraps that oh, I thought wow. of nothing. And so he brought brought it to my mind of now find something to make. And that just so happens crosses are uh, I mean, perfect. People and are those... going to love this. This is beautiful. Yes. This is a podcast, so I can't show anybody, <laughs> but I'm going to post a picture of it. Yes. For sure. Cause it's beautiful. And, and, and that, that, like I said, that's all made out of scrap that I'd been throwing away for three years. Oh my gosh. That's so, so cool. And I have them locally in the co-op up off uh, Waterloo. Uh, they have a little corner there for me and I sell them up there. And uh, those smalls I'm selling so fast at $35 each. So if you're selling so, them that fast, you should raise the price. Yes. Yes, like exactly. 50 bucks. You need to yep. tell well, me. I have a medium. He needs to raise the price at $50. Yep. I have a medium that's a little bit bigger than that. And I have a large that's, of course, bigger than that. But um, yeah, I sell them right now. They're 35 50 and $70. Um, and then I started putting words on there on the, on the three red lines, freedom isn't free. And that that's a huge reminder for a lot of people. A lot of people need to know that your freedom is not free. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of people that have, have lost loved ones and um, injuries and whatnot. So uh, 
Yeah. So I, I love making those, but that's the big thing where I have Chris making them now is I'll cut out the union and I'll do the wording on little blocks of, of the mm-hmm. wood. And then I, I give, I take him a whole box and I say, here you go. And, and he glues them all up. Oh, so, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I can still continue to just work on the flags and so forth. And then he's helping me raise the funds. So. Nice. So, That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I was out at the hunt and fishing show last weekend. Uh, OFO, Operation Freedom Outdoors, is a local nonprofit that takes veterans hunting and fishing. And um, they reached out to me and said, if you have any flags or anything that you want to sell in our booth, bring them on out. And I said, man, I I can't do that. I, I can't devote that time to sit up there and I said, no, you don't have to be up here the whole time. We'll sell them for you and we'll just give you the money at the end of the show. And and I said, well, let me split the money with you at least because I'm not doing anything. And they're like, we're not taking a dime from you. We're oh, not. Wow. Just bring them up here. We'll sell them and, and so forth. So every piece that I took up there sold out. We actually had to go up there two days uh, the last two days and bring more product up because wow. everything, all the crosses and uh, all the flags sold out like crazy. So, and just out of that little thing, it was mostly crosses that we had sold there that that's all I really had in stock. And um, yeah, they sold out and it, it brought in almost $900. That's so cool. Yeah, for something I didn't even have to do or, yeah. or anything. And uh, of course that nonprofit, they would not take a dime from me and, they were having a raffle for a gun and uh, I was like, well, so you won't uh, let me at least donate 300 to you guys. And they're like, no, no, we're <laughs> not going to, yeah, we're not taking your money. And I said, well, what about this raffle? I mean, is that 100% of the proceeds go to y'all? And, and he goes, yeah, yeah, this gun was donated. And then so I said, okay, give me $300 worth of raffle tickets. <laughs> and he was like, oh man. <laughs> You got me. And I said, oh, I mean, it's the least you could do, you know, when they help you out, you got to pay it forward and you got to mm-hmm. make sure you take care of them too. So, yeah, for sure. That's so, so cool. You are yeah. going to be like so huge. I cannot wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, I think yeah? you've heard of her. Yeah, yes. Maybe, yeah. The producers reached out to me and they they want to have me on the show, but they want to wait until after COVID's over. Oh, yeah. And uh, so once that's over, I'll be able to go into the studio. And so I'm hoping oh, wow. the producers really would like my likes, my Facebook likes on my page to be up over 5,000. So I'm hoping to do a big Facebook push. You push big time yeah. for that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's going to be uh, that. I definitely want to have my five hundred one c three by then. Yeah, and uh, which I should. I should have it here in the next few weeks. And um, yeah, I can't wait. I love Kelly Clarkson. So <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. I've been very blessed, and um, it's just the giving personality that I have, and um, karma. You know, you good things happen to those. Right. Those that do good deeds. And um, that I I try to live my life that way. Yeah. Well, clearly so. you're a very good person. I, all kinds of good things are happening to you. Yes. So Little cool. things here and there. And yeah. it's, it's great. Very it's cool. Great. So my last question is yes. I, um, in order to find people that other people need to hear about, I like to ask my guests, who is one person that you think 
is doing something different is rocking the boat that I should talk to you. That's who's rocking the boat. Um, I, I do want to say OFO operation freedom outdoors. They do great things for veterans, getting them out hunting and fishing and around other vets. Uh, Matt Alexander, uh, he and I started talking and, um, there's a lot of veteran nonprofits that don't like to work together. It's oh, a right. cutthroat. Yeah. It's very cutthroat. Wow. Um, and I think a lot of it's due to money and, and they money's limited. Funds are limited. Yes. And, so and especially never, during COVID and, yeah. and so forth that a lot of nonprofits are struggling, but Matt is, he, he wants to work with everyone. And that's the same mindset that I have is right. we all have the same mission. That's helping vets. Let's all work together. Um, I would love to see him on the show. And then the other one would definitely be Kelly Ford. Um, that guy does so much for his community. Um, steel building guy. Yes. Legacy steel buildings out of uh, Blanchard, Oklahoma. Um, he runs the chains at the high school football games. He'll, he'll go up uh, before the games and paint the field and, I mean, wow. yes. And I'm, I'm, the guy cares so much about his community and other people. And he's been such a huge supporter of mine. And, uh, and then I approach him with, well, let me get you a tax check from, from a nonprofit, you know, to help you out. He's mm. like, no, I don't want that. I, wow. That's, that's not why I'm doing it. That's and cool. we need more people like Kelly in the world. Yeah, really do. for sure. Well, they're out there. You just, you haven't run into them yet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for us this episode. So, Chris, where can people find you and your nonprofit and how can they help and reach you? Absolutely. The easiest way would be Facebook. Um, it's flags, the number four vets made by a vet. Uh, there you can see all the pictures and all the flag presentations that I do. And also my webpage is www.flagshonoringvets.com. And there you can read my story. And up in the top right hand corner is the order button. I know a lot of people are scared to click the order button because they think that they're going to get charged. I do no payment or anything over the on the internet whatsoever it that just sends me an email letting you know or let me know that they're interested in a in a flag and what size and if they're nominating it for a vet there's just questions on that order form to fill out so if you know of a vet that you want to receive one of my flags go there and click that order form submit their information and and let's surprise them with the flag nice and one more time Patreon? Patreon. I heard <laughs> that you had a Patreon. Patreon, yes. It is flags for vets made by a vet. So Patreon, patreon.com backslash flags, the number four vets made by a vet. Nice. So just remember that our episodes drop every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. You can hear us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Um, you can also follow us on any of the social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just look for RTBOKC and you can email us at RTBOKC at gmail.com. If you know anybody that you think we should talk to who's doing something different and rocking the boat, we we love hearing from our listeners and, and hearing about those people. So just shoot us an email or reach out on social media. And until next time, thanks for tuning in.